When the earth was empty and the gods were new, the winds of change whispered instructions as they blew. There were to be creatures of what type they knew not, so all the gods could do was give it their best shot. Inexperienced gods of creation, of elemental might, gathered at dawn's first gleaming light. With determination, focus, and creative will, the labor of creation made the earth stand still. That is, until their primordial creation came to life. A swell of accomplishment and pride befell the hearts of the gods. They had finally done it, though what they produced seemed a little bit odd. The sight of their creation ended the fanfare and praise. This creature that they brought into this world to raise, it was horrific. They could hardly meet its gaze. Chutzlang, it was named. Its body contorted almost as if it was purposely maimed. Its elephantine ears protruded from its head, its serpentine tongue flicking a shocking shade of red. Chutzlang's body was heavy, composed of thick flesh and covered in scales from the tip of its trunk to the end of its thirty-foot-long tail. Four tusks were situated on its face and spikes up and down its back. It menaced at onlookers with eyes jet black. Just as quickly as the gods were elated, they realized that Hutzlang was something to be hated. An abomination of the most terrifying kind, it was to be terminated. They had made up their minds. Quickly the gods took to destroying every trace, but the Hutzlang was already multiplying, the originator of its very own race. As one was struck down, yet another became, and as one was destroyed, well, you understand this game. Eventually, the gods became enraged. They took out their frustration, and the real war waged. Their fury became power, their momentum too great, all the monsters they created soon destroyed by their hate. All but one, yes, one, Hutzlang, escaped this fate. Across the dangerous landscape, Hutzlang ran alone until it happened upon a hole in the earth, a dark sanctuary of its own. The gods were convinced that their job was done. They moved on with creating, this time, carefully crafting each animal one by one. Snakes and elephants were made as separate creatures this time, while the outcast Hutzlang hid, alone for eternity, forever repenting for its birth, the creature's only crime. You're listening to Sit a Spell. My name is Jocelyn, and this week's Slithering Cryptid comes to us from South Africa. Come on in and sit a spell. It's story time. Also known by its Dutch name, Chutzlang, the name Chutzlang is an Afrikaans word for big snake. This creature is said to dwell in a cave in Richtersveld, South Africa. 
Legend has it that the Hutzlung is an abominable creature created by the gods by mistake. It's a beast considered as old as the earth and time, whose existence was cursed from the moment it was conceived. Along with its gargantuan body, which resembles both an elephant and enormous serpent, the Hutzlung is described as having a highly intellectual mind, supernaturally strong body, and an impressive amount of cunning. By using their talents, Hutzlungs are said to lure large prey, including elephants, into their cave to devour them whole. The creature's cave is often referred to as either the Wonder Hole or Bottomless Pit. Supposedly, this cave is so deep it connects to the sea. This is extra impressive, seeing as the cave is 40 miles from any ocean. The Grutzlung is known to covet precious gemstones, particularly diamonds. It's said to have collected enormous mounds of treasure throughout its lifetime, which it has tucked away in its cavernous home. While the creature is described as having a thirst for flesh and a strong penchant for cruelty, victims who offer the beast an acceptable amount of precious gems, namely diamonds, may be able to bargain their way out of being eaten. While this sparkly, secluded cave is by far the creature's preferred spot, it's also said that the Hutzlang will frequent warm rivers and lakes, including the Orange River of South Africa. Tales of the Hutzlang's cavernous treasure trove have even driven some fortune seekers into its depths. In 1917, it's said that an English businessman called Peter Grayson created a plan. He, along with some associates, would travel to the cave in Richtersveld and find the hidden treasures for themselves. Their fortune would be secured. What could go wrong? The group set off, confident and eager to change their lives. Only, things did not quite go according to plan. On the first night, for example, while camping in the South African wilderness, a lion wandered into the camp. The animal seriously injured one person and killed another. Now, this was obviously not great, but the group tried to move on and keep their eyes on the prize. Their spirits were semi-renewed until a couple days later. Another member of the group tapped out after reporting being bitten by something venomous, either a snake or a spider, but they weren't certain. Again, not great, but the search must go on, so it did. Until a couple days later, when another member of the posse became violently ill. This time, the spirits were a lot harder to lift. The violently ill man pleaded with his travel mates to not let him die in the wilderness. He begged them to take him to the nearest village and seek medical attention. Out of sympathy for him, and let's face it, hopelessness for the voyage, two men out of the party volunteered to accompany him. At this point, all the members of the search party were gone. All except for Peter. I am determined to return to England as either a very rich man or as a dead man, he snarled as he resolved to complete the task on his own. Now there are two alternate endings to this tale. The first, Peter braved the dark depths of the cave and was never seen or heard from again. And number two, 
Peter's associates returned from the village and found Peter, well, mangled parts of Peter at the opening of the cave. The rest of him is believed to be devoured by the Hutzlang. Y'all have probably heard this one a million times, but you can never be too careful what you wish for. While the jury's out on whether the Hutzlang is or isn't real, there have been significant amounts of sightings and documentation of the creature for years. All across caves in South Africa, local people have depicted the monster in paintings dating back thousands of years. Many skeptics prefer to believe that these paintings are actually just depicting other animals, like large monitor lizards, crocodiles, and even just humongous snakes. This is fair enough, as Africa's largest known snake, the African rock python, can grow to about 20 feet in length. Sightings are definitely difficult to substantiate, but let's hear a few out. In 1836, Sir Edward James Alexander reported, An immense snake is occasionally seen whose tracks in the sand is a foot broad. The natives say when coiled up, the circumference of this snake is equal to that of a wagon wheel. And when it visits the Orange River mouth, it is a sign of a good season for rain. Sir Alexander also claimed that there were alligators living in the Orange River. Later on, Bernard Wevelmans attributed this to the existence of the Gutzlang, as up to that point, no Nile crocodiles had ever existed in that area, much less alligators. That there are alligators in the Orange River, I have little doubt, for the dread Leviathan occurs in rivers under the same parallel of latitude on the east coast. And though I'm not aware of any white man that has seen the Orange River alligator, the natives on the banks told me that at night they hear occasional cries from the river like those of children, such as I heard on the banks of the Mississippi, and that a short time before I visited the Orange River, a cow was on the banks near the mouth, and that creature crawled out of the water and devoured it whole. A prospector named Frederick Carruthers Cornell studied the Grutzlang folklore and reported that every single person he came in contact with in the area near its supposed cave believed in the beast. All of them claimed to have seen its slithering trail, which was reported to be about four feet six inches wide. Moving forward to the 1960s, there were frequent reports of a monster being spotted in the Vol River Dam. Throughout late 1963, there were several sightings which were highly publicized and alleged that an enormous water snake was found at the dam. It was described as being snake-like, but with a little extra something. Its head was said to be eight inches wide, complete with huge fangs and a forked tongue. The body was estimated to be about 25 feet long, but this was never truly confirmed. The entire community became enraptured in capturing this beast. Many offered cash rewards for anyone who would come up with solid evidence. This was eventually forbidden by local government officials. Other reports claim that the creature lurks deep in the waters of the river, waiting to attack their prey. Some have detailed an enormous wave crashing toward their boats and sucking them down into the water. 
Others say that the creature will emerge from the depths and raise itself twelve feet into the air before cracking down on its prey. As with all cryptids, the true story of the Chutzlang remains a mystery unsolved. I'd say the only true way to find out for sure is to seek the creature out for yourself. As long as you've got a bag of diamonds handy, that is. Thanks for tuning in to Citispell. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter where I post weekly updates, polls, Q&As, and other little things here and there. This week I'm taking requests for what cryptids or monsters of folklore y'all are interested in hearing more about. I'm excited to hear from you and I hope this week brings you all you deserve and more. Y'all come back now. <laughs>